Welcome to Misinformation, the trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. Hey, Jewel. Hey. We have had a very big what? week. A week. So, what a week. So we don't know when you guys are going to listen to this episode. We don't. Um, so we're recording it in August. Yep. Well, this is all still fresh in our minds. So maybe you're going to hear this in like December. Maybe we'll hear it like next June. We don't know. I hope it's earlier than next June. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, because mama wants her dollars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, it's August. If you were anywhere near our um, Twitter or Facebook page um, in the last like week and a half or so, you will have realized that we were both contestants on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And, and when I tell people that, especially at work, they think I'm joking. Like today in a meeting, I was like, uh, we were just like making small talk. And I was like, well, I was in Las Vegas last week. And they were like, oh, yeah, for work. Like I would like yeah. the museum would send oh, me to yeah. Las Vegas. And I was Picking like, up some mo- unmodified cobbles yeah, in the desert. Yep, just doing some digging. And I was like, "No, I was on. A, I was a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire." And my coworker Mayor goes, "No, why were you in <laughs> Vegas?" I was like, "No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire." So we decided that we're going to tell you guys the whole story. Yes, and. Uh, and also, we're going to give you some, t- I guess, some tips and tricks. Oh, sure. In case you want to audition, <laughs> because I highly recommend that people audition because it was, it was, I say it was pretty easy. Yeah. To get on. Sure. Um, reg- depending on your age and personality. But um, right. if you want to, I figured you could start with your oh, experience sure. first. So mine was the more traditional pathway yes. to get onto being a contestant on the game show. Uh, so maybe earlier this spring, somebody mentioned on um, a Facebook group that I belong to that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was doing online auditions this year. Mm-hmm. So apparently in years past, they've done like casting calls at like New York City or somewhere in Florida or, you know, LA or something like that to get contestants. And you would have to like take a day off work and yeah. go stand in line mm-hmm. and wait for them to call you and then take a test and then see if you made it to getting talked to by yeah. somebody in a weird room. So I don't know. Um, so the online audition process was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It was fill out this application and include like a one minute video about why you should be a contestant. So sure. I yeah. filled it all out. I made my cutesy video. I, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid of talking at people. No. Um, and then probably three days later they called me and said they wanted to do a Skype audition. Mm-hmm. So that audition was like 20 questions that I, they were, I think they were kind of timed. It was, you know, not yeah. a lot of maybe 20 seconds in, to, you know, think of your answers or whatever. Yeah. So it was multiple choice and I did it on Skype. And um, I got to say, like, I can't talk about what the questions were, but like, I got to say, there were some of the questions that I got because of the misinformation trivia podcast. Yes. So, so like listening. she would start to read the question and I'd be like, oh my God, I know exactly what this answer is going to be. And that's, you know, there's not really much of a better feeling in the trivia oh my world gosh. than when they start to ask a question and you're like, yes, I got this. <laughs> yes. Finish, finish your sentence so I can tell you the answer. Um and then like the next day I had a producer interview. Mm-hmm. So that was like talking about if you want a million dollars, what would you do with the money? And 
um, she had me talk out some answers of mm-hmm. some questions. So that's a big thing you see on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And I know when you're watching at home and if you're not really like a trivia or game show person, you're yeah. like, Jesus, I do not care that your uncle's friend's dog yeah. was red. And that's why you remember that the answer is Clifford. Like yeah. you can just say the answer, can't you? But that doesn't make for good television. No, it does, does not it? make for good TV. So they want you to, you know, instead of if you're just standing there and you're not saying anything and then you say, see, final answer. That's not good television. So no. they want you to talk it out. So what they had you do in the producer interview was she asked some sample questions and she wanted you to talk those out. Yeah. One of them was a math question. I remember that much. And I was like, oh, and so I'm like, great. I'm like one plus one plus two plus one, <laughs> you know, so, um, but, and then the producer said it went really well and, you know, mm-hmm. they were hoping to call people by the end of June. Yeah. Uh, and they'd you send some, me. they'd send some paperwork out yep. maybe and you could fill that out ahead of time, make things easier. And I was like, great. Yeah. This sounds good. You texted me and you were like, um, not to brag, but I crushed that producer. Pretty much audition. crushed it. And I was so, like, great. Uh, we're going we're to going Vegas. To so June, the end of June came and went mm-hmm. and nobody had heard anything like no. of, of my other trivia friends. Nobody had heard anything. And then people like one by one started to be like, I got the call. I got the call. Yeah. I got to be in Vegas in this day. I got to be in Vegas on this day. And I was like, nobody's nobody called me yet and like i kept checking my phone and i was like no nobody's called me yet i just kept getting all those spam spoof calls Mm -hmm. that look like you're those are your phone number um yeah and then like on a wednesday at the end of july oh my god they called me and i called you know i didn't answer because it was a restricted number (laughs) because it's 2018 who's gonna answer a restricted (laughs) number no um and then got the call and found out and and called them back and um i talked to ennis and she was wonderful and she was like oh yeah so your tape date uh we need you to be here for july 31st and i was like oh that's five days from now yeah that's very soon literally so basically um i was like uh, yeah yeah I don't, I mean, yeah well yeah, yeah right you're not gonna say it, no sure yeah that's it's the thing good. yeah eh. so then we had to kind of do a little bit last minute scrambling to find like decent flights and, and a hotel and, and hotel and stuff and you called me i was at work yeah and i immediately picked up the phone and i said she thought i had locked myself out of my car yeah i was like do you need me to pick <laughs> you up because did you lock your keys in your car and she said uh no do you want to go to las vegas next tuesday and wednesday and i was like yes <laughs> and then i called my boss and she was like yeah you can go to las vegas so julia mm. can be on who wants to be a millionaire yeah so we were lucky in that regard that our bosses were that that each of those weeks at work at our respective workplaces were not too insane. No. And our bosses were like, yes, yeah, please, please do that. Please go to a game show in yeah. the middle of the desert. Oh, my God. The middle of the desert. And uh, you booked tickets so quickly. Yeah. Well, like, I we mean, well, like yeah, five I days. You were like, I, I was constantly getting text messages like, OK, when Josh gets home, we're going to buy tickets. And then it was like, okay, we got tickets. We're going in this day and then coming in this night. How's that? I was like, okay, that sounds great. And then it was like, bing, bang, boom. I got an email. Mm-hmm. I got the forwarded email. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. Ooh. Um, pro tip. If you book through Travelocity, oh. <laughs> uh, sometimes your hotel in Vegas is free if you buy your plane tickets through Travelocity. Which is crazy. And the thing that we quickly <laughs> learned <laughs> being in Las Vegas is that Las Vegas is... A, a crazy alternate universe yeah. that does not play by the rules of man or beast. I just kept saying, this place is so wild. And it's I don't, so weird. that's not a sense I use. No. It's like, this place is wild. <laughs> it <laughs> truly is. So yeah, this is our first time in Vegas. Yeah. Both and of 
us. And we had yeah. no interest in going to Las Vegas for business <laughs> for or any pleasure. Reason. Mostly because of the heat. Yeah. And it was 112 degrees <laughs> there. And the, the humidity was like 15 to 20%. Sounds about right. And it was so dry <laughs> and so hot. We walked outside at one point in like the mid afternoon and you walk and you know how when you're cooking a turkey and you open up the oven door and the heat hits you in the face and you feel like your your eyebrows are singed a little bit that is exactly that it's your whole body time all the time your whole body it's terrible we didn't thank goodness we didn't have to spend too much time outside no um our hotel was very near the studio a lot of the buildings are connected which is interesting yeah well you know it's I imagine it's so that people don't have to <laughs> ever walk outside yeah. if they don't need to. Yeah. Um, so we stayed at Paris. We stayed at Paris. Oh, it was exactly oh, like Paris, wasn't it? Le check-in desk. Ooh. Le business le center. Le business center. <laughs> they just really made you feel like you were really in France. In France. With it was all of amazing. The, all of the labeling and the, you know, what with the Eiffel Tower there. <laughs> there was an Eiffel Tower. There's an Arc du Triomphe oh, that you yes. drove through. Uh-huh. Um, the hotel was like, the size of like 16 square city blocks like it was so weird it's so weird and everything was a casino the the Mm -hmm. airport was a casino there was like slot machines on the plane i mean it was basically like there wasn't slot machines on the plane but they might as well have been we don't know yeah we didn't we didn't fly virgin or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so it was already like a very strange experience so we got there like 11 p.m our time 8 p.m yeah, Vegas and I was time. like, I'm staying on East Coast time. Yeah. I'm not I'm not letting my body get on Vegas time. That didn't happen. So that meant that the <laughs> next morning I woke up at 3 a.m. Yep. Bing. And then the rest of us woke up. Josh and I woke up at 6. Steve yeah. was unable to go. Yes. He, he had to babysit the reactor. And plus, at the time. How, how many times do people have to say that during their life? <laughs> I have like, to babysit like the reactor. Like, if we didn't know him, that would be like a real. Yeah, what like, a bad lie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't make your baby shower. Uh, I got a baby. I got the reactor. Reactor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was like, "We can afford for you to go. We can't afford for both of us to go, and for me to take time off when mm-hmm. like we're growing solar cells or whatever." I was like, "That's fine. Whatever. Like it'll be me, Josh, and Julia. We're gonna have Woo. a great time in Las Vegas." So the plan was, Julia tapes on Tuesday because I was her plus one. I was sequestered with her. She tapes. She wins a ton of money. The next day, Wednesday, we go to a spa and we drink wine all day. And then we take the red eye back to Rochester. That was the plan. That was the plan. So, oh, we should explain the plus one thing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, also a lot of things that we got whenever we were telling people we were going to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. They were like, first of all, people say, oh, that's still on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, they're like, oh, are you? who's going to be your phone a friend? Well, yeah. okay. So, we found out that back in the day... You actually had like 10 people on your list to be a phone a friend. Mm-hmm. And then you they would be like, Reed would be like, who do you want to call? And you'd be like, well, this is a science question. I'm going to call my science doctor friend, Stephen. And then they would get him on the phone. And mm-hmm. apparently, because this was like 1999, some people had Google already. Ooh. So people would be like, you know, they'd have 30 seconds to answer mm-hmm. the question. And they would actually Google the answer. <gasps> How? Which what? is cheating. That's some cheating bullshit yeah. there. Also, they said that there wasn't always just that one person in the room. There might be like 25 people in yeah. the room with Stephen when you call them. And then he'd be like, he'd like say the question out loud again. Oh, so you want to know what planet is closest <laughs> to the sun? Well, and then everyone would be like in the room going whispering. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, they don't do phone a friend anymore. No, because we live in a modern age. Yes. Of technology. What? <laughs> We live in the, the future. Internet We're in the future. We're in the future now. So you have a plus one as a lifeline. So you yes. have three lifelines on Millionaire. You have your Ask the Audience. You have the 50-50. And then you have your plus one. So your plus one is your person that comes with you. They're they're stuck with you all day. They're mm-hmm. sequestered with you in the green room. And then whenever it's your turn to play, they sit in the audience and then they are there available for you in case you need them. Yes. Which I was. Lauren was my plus one. Yes. So uh, I had five days to find out that we were going to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So I didn't sleep at all. Wrote down maniacally. If you see my like notebook of knowledge, man, you're going to put me in a loony bin. It's like the scratchings of a mad (laughs) like your packet of tiny writing. You she had like a one and a half inch thick stapled packet at like six point font and in the top it would be like museums you need to know and it was just blocks of text and she was just in the airport she would just she would just be highlighting random words words she needed to know and uh, I, the <laughs> all the all the consonants yeah she just picked out all the consonants it was like watching either uh it was i felt like your salieri <laughs> you were the mozart to my salieri i was yeah. like keep going you're a yeah. genius you're yeah. gonna win a million dollars so yeah when i woke up at 3 a.m the day that we were supposed to tape yep. i s- sat in the dark and um highlighted some mm-hmm. more things and frantically looked up things like oh no i don't know what the chancellor of germany's birthday is <laughs> you know stuff like that it was so weird I, I kept saying like okay i'm gonna give you all of the uh peter gabriel's album okay so it's car then scratch then melt then security <laughs> Yeah, Lauren would think of like random things that she's like, oh, you should know this. <laughs> None of it came up. <laughs> yes, I will note that during my six days of mm-hmm. maniacal studying, absolutely nothing came up in my so in my So game. study at your own risk, Yes, I guess, yeah. is the thing. Because, and I this is something that we talked about while we were sequestered for like nine hours. Um, Jeopardy is different because... Jeopardy has like not necessarily a prescribed set of categories, but you know, you, there's a good chance you'll get potent potables. There's a good mm-hmm. chance that you'll get like a before and after. There's yeah. there are no your state capitals. Yes, no your Shakespeare. You're gonna get a You're geography gonna, question. There's gonna be an opera question somewhere. Exactly. Like yeah, like it's a little more predictable, and it it what the point of Jeopardy is that it's wants to appeal to the casual viewer. Yeah. So it actually wants you to sit at home and go, Oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that exactly. one to keep you watching. Yeah, absolutely. If they asked you 64 obscure questions that like only that Ken Jennings yeah. knows the answer to, you're going to stop watching. Yeah. No one cares point. about that. So Jeopardy is a little more like a lot, a lot more general knowledge and then, you know, mm-hmm. current events and wordplay and, and stuff like that. They yeah. try to, you know, mix it up, keep everybody interested. And it's been on for so long. Right. And the format is very mm-hmm. set and predictable. So it was, I don't want to say easier, but more narrowly defined in terms of being able to study for. I, I think. Yeah, I, I would, would agree say. for that. Millionaire could be anything. Literally anything. There's, you're going to get a question while you're, you know, if you're watching reruns or, you know, whatever, that you're like, I don't know the answer to this one. Why would I ever know the answer? Exactly. But you can kind of work it out. Yeah. Like, even if you don't know what the most popular milkshake flavor is in Thailand, if they, you know, yeah. if their options are like, Mango, yeah. chocolate chip, yeah, mint, 
Uh, yeah. Uh, Miami Beach Mulberry. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, it's not that one. No, All right. it's Miami Beach right there. Next, like, you yeah. know, it's a lot of the, some of these questions that you get on Millionaire are more like deductive reasoning more yeah. than instant like trivia poll and also a lot of them are written so that you will talk through the question yes. absolutely and, which is what they want um mm-hmm. and they they really hammered that into our heads when we got there yeah so when we did get there we like walked to the studio which looked like it was like a uh like a it wedding like tent a big like big pop-up tent yeah in the middle of a big parking lot but it wasn't it was fine it, it, it was, was a nice building. yeah it was very cool inside oh, wonderful um, yeah, they treated us right. So we got there and we like sat in this like lobby area kind of with a bunch of chairs and then the other contestants and the plus ones showed up and then we had a couple of briefings. So you have your legal briefing, you have your like, you know, yeah, like your circumstances cheat. change and you end up working for this company. You should tell us that yeah. kind of stuff. And then um, they had us go back into the green room. We had to surrender our phones and stuff. So we were like phoneless and computerless and all mm-hmm. that stuff for the whole day. Um so we were back in the green room and then we did some stuff on stage, which was really fun. So we got to go out and like um, they showed us where to stand and, you know, we did a practice mm-hmm. game and, you know, here's where you go if this happens. Here's where you go if this happens. Yeah. Look at this. Don't look at this. Yeah. Don't stand too close to the light or else it'll catch your clothes on fire. Yeah. They told us that a lot <laughs> to the point where I was par- like petrified <laughs> of the lights. And then Eric came into the green room and like talked us yes. through like and eric was great shout out to the eric. executive producer the, yes yeah eric was great he uh was so friendly and lovely and put everybody at ease and was really great in that he kind of talked us through the game and how he was like we want you to win a lot of money mm-hmm. and that was the thing that i was i think most surprised by by being on the game yeah. show but it makes sense is that he was like we want you to win a lot of money you winning a lot of money is good TV. Yeah. We're rooting for you. All of us are rooting for you. If everyone went out on the $700 question, that's not good TV. Right. We don't want to see people fail. We want to see people succeed. Yeah. So he and was the like... the parent company is Walt Disney. Yeah. So they have enough money for every They're contestant fine. to win a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. So he talked us through stuff and actually... Um, put up a bunch of like practice questions from I think the game like mm-hmm. the video game um, and was like this question is actually not about the Supreme Court it's about ice cream you know yeah. like and he would like talk us through and and this is what like blows my mind and I said this to Steve I said this to like anybody who'd listen but the fact that he was like I'm gonna give you the tips and tricks we're not trying to trick you like yeah. I'm gonna give you the instructions on how to do to go far and do well right and we were all in that room we were all the same Mm -hmm. we all heard him presumably yes and yet and yet there were so few people who it seemed like really absorbed that Mm -hmm. uh, those that advice right and made silly mistakes which i i mean I'm not going to blame them because it's crazy being on TV and oh, like the yeah. lights in your eyes and you like freeze up and that kind of thing. But it was, I was surprised, I guess, yeah. was Because, you thing. know, they tell you, okay, if you don't, maybe don't understand the question, read it out loud mm-hmm. and read the answers out loud. Like, you know, if you're, you know, maybe talk through it, talk your, you know, if you use your lifelines, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so to, you know, to just stab a guess at something that you're not really sure of when you have all your lifelines seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Um, it was strategy, but it wasn't anything. It was all perfectly like it was common sense. Yeah. It wasn't, he wasn't telling us anything that we wouldn't have been able to figure out on our own mm-hmm. just watching the show. So, um, I found that to be kind of uh, that to be surprising. Right. Um, 
But yeah, so then... So yeah, they have two taping sessions in a day. So they have like a morning audience and an afternoon audience. So um, if you're there for a contestant who's there that day, you don't know when they're going to be on. So basically you have to go in in the morning and maybe they don't get on in the morning and maybe you have to come back for the afternoon. And Josh got stuck in the audience all day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we sat in the green room and like... They would call out a couple of us at a time to do our makeup and stuff. And yeah. so we were like, okay, does this mean something? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but, you and, know. And the people in the agreement, the oh, other contestants were Everyone was so Lovely. Great. Everybody we encountered was so great. So Everybody nice. that worked there was wonderful. All yeah. the staff was great. They were super nice and like mm-hmm. really rooting for you. Yeah. We and loved Clarissa. Shout out to Clarissa and Sam. Clarissa was the mom oh, of Sam, who was a contestant. In our green room. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. our green room. Mm-hmm. She was uh, She was the plus one. She was so much fun. We had a yeah. great time. Lincoln and Danielle. Oh, and Danielle. I know. Hi, guys. They're so cute. <laughs> Lincoln looks exactly like Josh. It. I showed Steve, because now we're yeah. friends on Facebook. Yeah. Hi, Lincoln. And I showed Steve, and he goes, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> He was like, that's freaky. I was like, I know. He looks just like Josh. is Josh's Texan doppelganger. Doppelganger, yeah. They were lovely. I mean, everybody Everybody was was so nice. It was was a pleasant experience being stuck in a room with them with nothing for entertainment except old episodes. Old episodes of of Millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to point out that at one point when we were in the green room, um, they were like, all right, all the plus ones come with me. You're going to... So you're mm-hmm. going to take the test to see if you're eligible to be a contestant. So they pulled all you guys out of the room and I don't even remember what they did with us. If they were, they weren't, they didn't give us like a special like contestant <laughs> they briefing. They didn't give you anything to do. No. Oh, that's um, dumb. So all the plus ones left and then you guys, what, you took like a Scantron test? It was a Scantron test, which really brought me back to high uh, school. I mean, honestly, and it was 30 questions and she gave us five minutes to fill them out. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I... So I had, I was like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm rooting for Julia. I kept like, I was like, do you want a peanut? I like, I had peanuts and we had um, mm-hmm. snacks. I was like, do you want some water? I was like, you're going to be amazing. I was just her mick. Mm-hmm. I was just there to cut me. Yeah. Be a pep talk machine. And I was excited for her and I was nervous. I peed like 175 <laughs> times that day. It was crazy. So they had me take the test and I was like, boop, boop, boop. Just like doing it and not thinking too hard about it. Mm-hmm. Because the questions weren't like extremely hard, but like all who wants to be a millionaire yeah. questions, they were written so that if you weren't paying attention, mm-hmm. you could kind of get screwed up. Which of these is not a thing. Yeah, exactly. Which of these is not an ice cream flavor, nor a city in Venice, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> near Venice, nor a type of sock. Yeah. And then you're like, like uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, I didn't think like I wasn't I didn't put a lot of um what's I'm looking for gravity Mm -hmm. into it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I didn't like put any importance on it and then we were whisked back to the green room and uh then they just came out and told who passed the test a couple minutes later they were like this person passed oh fill this form out Lauren you passed fill this form out and Lincoln who was on the show last season was there as Daniel's plus one and he had already been on the show but took the Scantron test for fun <laughs> and the one PA came in and she was like oh you passed she Here's was like so thing. excited you should fill this out right now and he's like no like I I I was, I was already here show. like I like I would love to be on again yeah if you're gonna let me be on again and she was but. like well never mind and she like snatched the paper out of it <laughs> she never talked to Lincoln again um, no that's not true but no it was yeah it was so they were like now you're in the pool like mm-hmm. you pass the test fill out this paperwork mm-hmm. if you're interested and you'll be in the pool and that means you'll be in a pool for the next year and I was like great fill out fill out fill out 
L tag date <laughs> sign block. Yep. Didn't think. Because I was like, Julia's going to be on Millionaire. It's going to be so amazing. Um, so then we got called for makeup and hair. <gasps> yeah. And we met the two greatest ladies. They were so wonderful. Susan was our makeup lady. Mm-hmm. She was so wonderful. So calming. Oh, so calming. She complimented us both on our makeup, oh, which yeah. is really all you need to get on our good side. And um, she was just lovely. And we really should send her a thank you. Yeah, she was, she was so, so nice. calming. Oh, and our producer, Ch- uh, yeah, Chad, Chad Patterson. Shout, Shout out, out to Chad. I Shout hope you're listening, Chad. Oh, Chad was a dream. <laughs> what a lovely guy. Soft-spoken, tall. He kept, um, he kept giving you water on a tiny straw <laughs> yeah. while you were b- backstage. He was like, do you want some more water? I was like, I guess I do. He's like, Chad, have another sip and then you can go out. (laughs) He was great. He took such great care of us. Um, And uh, so we both got the exact same hairstyle. I think everybody got the exact same hairstyle. Big like sausage curls with a lot of Uh hairspray. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. We looked good. No, we looked good. They do it so that you look good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they don't want you to look bad. (laughs) Um, So then. So then. They called Julia. They called me. And they asked for your pump up song. Oh, yes. So, So, yeah, we found out earlier in the day. They were like, yeah, like it's kind of, you know, what you see on TV is only just like a little bit of what actually Mm -hmm. happens on that stage. They have like a stand up comic who's out there. He's like pumping up the crowd. They'll do stuff during like ad breaks where they'll like have a singing contest or like a dance break or something like that. It's like really they really get the audience involved in it. Like it seems like it would be a very fun show to just go sit through. Yeah. And they give away swag and they like ask questions in the audience. And and Chris Harrison does like a QA and a or something like that. Or he did one. So they told us that, um, you know, whenever it's your turn to come out and be introduced to the to the crowd, you get to pick a pump up song. And that doesn't air. It's just something yeah. to kind of like delineate. Hype up the audience. Yeah, hype for, up the audience. For you coming out. And they said, they mentioned the pump up song while we were in the studio. And Julia was lined along the back wall. And I was up in the audience with the rest of the plus ones. And they're like, we're going to have you do a pump up song. And Julia just looked me in the eyes. And she started pumping her fist. Fist pump. Fist pump. And I knew exactly. I was like, Cotton Eye Joe. And the guy next to me, the guy next to me goes, why is she doing that? What's her pump up song? I was like, it's Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks. (laughs) That's my favorite hockey arena Mm -hmm. song. Uh, whenever <laughs> when Nick Miller and New Girl sits in the car oh, and dances so that, good. it's like he's my spirit animal in that moment yeah. just like that's all you oh, need uh, you sit in your car listen to that song so turn up real high with a really good fist pump yeah and so she put Cotton on Joe and first of all <laughs> the comedian Frank and our um, our uh, stage manager Raph were like that's amazing <laughs> they loved it so they're like, all right, let's bring out Julia Novakovic. And it was like, <laughs> and everyone, you had a lot of old whites in yeah. your crowd. They're all clapping along with the song. <laughs> so excited. And Julia and I were the only ones who were fist pumping like really hard. <laughs> so they put me in my seat. Uh huh. I was. Oh, yeah, there's a special seat. There's for a plus special one. seat for plus ones. Mm-hmm. I was. So wedding. Also, I couldn't look at your face. You were, you were, you had your Mm -hmm. back to me. So I didn't see your facial expressions or anything, but my eyes were boring into the back of your head. Um, And I, as of this recording, have almost no recollection of being up and playing the game at all. (laughs) I don't know what I did or said or reacted to. So that's going to be really fun for me to get to see on television. I I remember the, um, the Buffalo chicken wings question. Yep. Uh huh. Um, where you mentioned Josh and then you immediately regretted it. (laughs) 
that it was like, which of these foods does the American Sleep Association not recommend to eat before bed? And it was like walnuts, milk, kale, white rice, rice, (laughs) hot and spicy spicy buffalo buffalo rings. rings. And Julia was, (laughs) Julia, to talk it through, it was one of the earlier questions. She said something like, well... My husband really loves hot and spicy buffalo wings, and I tell him he shouldn't eat it before bed, so I'm going to go with hot and spicy <laughs> buffalo wings. And then afterwards, you were like, oh, no, I feel so bad. I shouldn't have mentioned I that. Believe I told <laughs> I feel so I bad. told the world. I told the world he loves spicy buffalo wings. And, of course, Josh did not care at all. Yeah. He was just so excited. Josh was so excited. He was sitting nearish me on the other side of the thing and he was like beaming he was like gesturing like that's my wife look at her like he was talking to everybody around i lean next to him all this stuff but oh my god i was screaming julia screaming i remember a question about a lum- what the lumbago is i was like please i got this uh i remember i had some trouble on the wizard of oz question i just had to talk it out yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then I used two lifelines on one question because I didn't trust the audience. <laughs> well, and what, what was the just, question? What was the, it again? Uh, in 1946, um, this person's yes. uh, birth, 1943, this person's birthplace in Missouri was named, you know, and it was like the first African-American yeah. to get a monument yeah. or whatever. And it was, and it was, uh, they had Frederick Douglass, W.E.B. Dubois, Harriet Tubman, and George Washington Carver. And I was like, well, I know it's not. Frederick Douglass, because we live in Rochester, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he spent a lot of time here. He's buried here. Like, I would have known if his, like, birthplace in Missouri was the yeah. thing. So I was like, okay, it's not that. Um, and so it was, you know, the, the year in the question was what was most confusing to me. So it was, like, 1943. And I was like, ah, these... I know Harry Tubman died in like 1908. Yeah. I was like, okay, so maybe it could have taken like 30 years to get a thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think W.B. Dubois is still alive then. And I was like, and I'm pretty sure George Washington Carver is still alive. Yeah. So that was my problem is I didn't know death dates on people. So I had to, I asked the audience, they, it was like 43% George Washington Carver. And I was like, ooh, that is not what I was thinking. Yeah. I was really leaning more toward Harry Tubman more than anything. And so. I had no idea. And I was like, I really hope she does not bring me down here because I, I, I was I did not think it was Harriet Tubman because I don't think the first African-American the first monument to an African-American was a woman yeah. I was pretty sure it was a man yeah um but I it was a 50 50 on my part between mm-hmm. W.E.B. Dubois and George Washington Carver I had no idea yeah. and you did not bring me down for that no, one I didn't and then I used my 50 50 and then I was like all right it is George Washington Carver isn't it so and that was like your $20,000 question or $30,000 question whatever and I screamed and screamed and sweated and screamed and I actually grabbed the guy next to me I was like I'm really sorry I'm gonna be screaming a lot and he was like no it's fine she's your friend like go ahead scream away and then I do remember I got to the $50,000 question and I didn't want to use any more lifelines at that point. Yeah. And the question was like the oldest uh, in existence sporting event between Harvard and Princeton, blah, 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 blah. And OK, so this is the interesting thing. The the oldest sporting event happened between Yale and Harvard, whatever. Mm-hmm. Before they even brought up the four questions, the guy next to me says rowing. Like he said it out loud and I heard him, but I didn't look at him. And I was like, oh man, if she calls me down, I am going to fucking say rowing and I am going to get this for her. So I was like boring my eyeballs into your head. I was like rowing, 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 rowing. And you got it. So I got that one. And I, I I just lost my shit. It was so good. And and so 50,000 is a threshold in Millionaire. So you can't 
go at any lower than Mm-mm. that. So that's good. So basically, you get to take a look at the $100,000 question and you might as well take a shot at it. Sure. Because if you actually don't know the answer, you're not losing It's okay. Anything. You're not losing anything. And if you do know the answer, great. Now you just doubled your money. So yeah. uh, my question came up and I was like, it was like, you know, as a show of good faith, uh, North Korea recently changed its time zone to match North South Korea. How? Basically. And as the question came up, I went, it's a half an hour. But I didn't remember if it was if it was forward or backward. And then the options, of course, yeah. included both forward and backward. So I called Lauren down in the hopes that she somehow downloaded that from my brain. And th- I think it was good that you called me down, even though I had absolutely no idea. Yeah. Because we did get to mention the podcast. <laughs> You were like, I was like, well, we did just do an episode about this in the podcast, Julia. And Chris Harrison took the bait and was like, oh, you have a podcast? And we were like, yes, a trivia yes, podcast. Harrison. By the way, Chris Harrison, oh, nicest man in Hollywood. A dream. What a sweetheart. He was so friendly, oh. so nice, like very personable. Yeah. Like didn't you didn't feel like scared no. with him or intimidated Warm, or anything. Dry, firm handshake. Yeah. Beautiful suits. Still looks good. No work done on his face. Ugh. I was close. Yeah. And he had no work. He just moisturizes very well. Takes good care of great himself, guy. that Chris Harrison. Great guy. Yeah, great so guy. So we got Lauren on the camera. It was yep. great. So my goal going in was I was like, I wanted to get $50,000. Yep. And I wanted to get Lauren on the camera. Great. And done boom, and bum. done. Yep. So then we get backstage and the, the guys are like, you know what, Lauren, we love you so much. We're not even going to wait. We want you to come back this season. I... So, we're like whisked outside and the this other producer like gets Lauren on camera and I'm sitting there like like kind of you like know, my putting myself mama. back together while Lauren <laughs> is like on camera and they asked her like, you know, if you had any superpower, what would it be? And I just heard you out of the out of the corner of my ear be like, Well, now I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I would choose to be able to fly. And here's why. Like, it was very like, it was very like, you like, I I, had it. Like something took over your body and <laughs> yep. you're like, this we is go. how it goes. So obviously the PAs loved her and got her in camera and stuff. And then they were like, yeah, we're going to want you to come back like before the end of August when we finish taping. Is there any time that doesn't work for you? And we were like trying to talk it out. And I was like, well, I'm at a conference and steve's at this thing and whatever and yeah. i was like well josh could come back and be your plus one or whatever like we were so we were just talking it out yeah and then um we left and then we went to the cafe le, le cafe, cafe. Mm-hmm. in in paris and got a bottle of wine I split a bottle of wine split yeah. a bottle of wine and then you're freaking out because uh, i was I, you're freaking out way more than me i'm just oh like, my god i was losing it because because i can't tell my family anything because they're all blabbermouth so i'm like yeah. i'm not gonna call them and tell them how this went i'm just like yep it was fun Oh, Great. oh, wait, quick note. So before we go out on stage, when Julia goes out on stage, I got to tell everybody this. Before we went out, I reached over and I grabbed her hand and I said, you're going to be great. And she looks at me and she goes, yeah, I'm going to be great. <laughs> and that's when I knew I was like, oh, she's fine. Like, I don't have a- Why am I nervous? She's doing great. Like, you were so solid. I was like. It's the lead up to things that oh, gets yeah. me the most worked up. And that's how I was. I was yeah. stunned. And I was like. I can't, like, of course I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no to be on a TV show and, like, possibly win money. Yeah. But, like, I don't have any more PTO time left. I'm getting married in (laughs) in October. I, like, I... I, I, mean, I, I really don't want to fly back to Vegas. Who's going to be my plus one if right. Julia's at the conference? Like, it was all of this stuff where I was like, you know what would be really great? If we could just tape tomorrow. Yeah. So, we're <laughs> sitting there drinking a bottle of wine at oh Paris. God. And I'm like, 
You want me to just text Chad? Because we're best friends now? Ch- Chad, the producer, because we were communicating through text messages, mm-hmm. like giving instructions and check-in outfits and all that stuff. Anyway, I was like, you know, I texted Chad about it. I was like, it, you know, it would be great yep. if you could fit us in tomorrow. I know that they really want her. You know, mm-hmm. if you could fit us in tomorrow, it'd be really convenient for us East Coasters. Yep. If not, totally understand. Oh, we're, but, you know, totally figured okay. we'd ask, blah, blah, blah. And Lauren's on the phone with her dad like, you know, oh, they want me to be a contestant. I might come have to come back next month. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And then I pick up my phone and I'm like, I show it to her. And I'm like, Chad says we should be there at 830 tomorrow. And then we both started screaming. So then it was Lauren only had like 12 hours to freak out when I had like, but I made the most of that 12 hours. <laughs> let's be honest. As in not sleeping. I was, uh, I was stunned mm-hmm. until I went to bed. Uh-huh. I fell asleep. Snore, snore, snore. I woke up bing, at 2 a.m. I got mm-hmm. like three hours of sleep mm-hmm. uh, in a full panic attack. So I went and I laid on the cool tiles of the <laughs> bathroom and I took a Xanax and I, I kept thinking I'm, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to do this. And it wasn't like, I'm not good. I'm not going to win any money or like, whatever. Like at that point, the money wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't come to Vegas to make yeah. any money. So a- anything additional is a bonus. But it was like everybody, you know, they, they moved their schedule around so that I could tape on Wednesday. Yeah. All these people were like, you're going to be amazing. You're going to be amazing. We love you so much. And my, my biggest fear was that I was going to totally freeze up and be a complete failure. And they're going to be like, we can't even air this. Like <laughs> she totally froze. Why did we have this girl on the show? So I was afraid of like humiliating myself and like disappointing a bunch of people. That's what I was concerned about. I could not. I was like f- so focused on eating because like my stomach was so like yeah. wrecked. So I was eating like tiny bites of the bagel the next day. And Josh and Julia are like, you're going to be so good. We're so excited about it. Like, <laughs> so excited. <laughs> and, and, and Julia's like, you're going to be great. You're going to be great. And I was like, I can't even, I, I can't even formulate words in my head because I'm so tired and I have no protein. And I peed 300 times that day. And the green room was less warm, like Just socially than it was yeah. the previous day. Well, the first day we had a good mix, I think, yeah. of people. And the second day was very male oriented. And yes. A lot of them just wanted to chat with themselves, which was fine. Yeah, which is totally Um, fine. But yeah, it wasn't the same energy as the previous day. And I felt like it was a lot of like veterans of trivia. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of talk about trivia and game shows. And I did like, I don't want to listen to that. It's just making me more and more nervous. But thank God for the Larrys. I mean, shout out to Larry and Larry. Larry and Larry. Oh, Larry, who was on the show (laughs) uh, and his dad, Larry. Larry. Uh, his plus one. They were great. Larry was fantastic. He has. I have my his email address now. We're gonna look him up before in Las Vegas again in February for Geek Bowl. He was oh, wonderful. Yeah. He was, yeah, the best. It was good. So yeah, our our Wednesday there was very similar to our Tuesday. There. Yeah, it was we got to go through all the motions again, sit through all the briefings, and mm-hmm. you know, s- s- do the stage thing and everything. So that that was all pretty familiar. But then we sat in the green room. And sat and sat and sat, and sat again. And, sat and, and sat. you know, like Willy Wonka, like people was, were dropping off from sitting in the green room. And then there was just us and the Larrys left. And then we it was it was Lauren's turn. Yeah. And I we got into this little like airstream trailer that they use as kind of like the the middle ground between the green room and going out on stage. Yeah. And we sat in there with Chad for like too long. Yeah. Um, and we were like chit chatting and he, we were, he was talking about his job and all this stuff. And I ate two packages of, um, fruit, fruit snacks. snacks, 
like it was my last day because I was because I was so hungry, but I couldn't. Like I was like, I need to eat something that isn't going to be like stuck in my teeth on TV. And I was like, I can't think of anything. Like I'm not going to do well. This totally sucks. Like stick to my stomach. And they asked me what my pump up song is. Yeah. <laughs> and I chose Booty by J Lo, which is a fabulous song. Uh-huh. And uh, again, Frank and Ruff yeah. really loved it. Yeah. And as soon as the music started. And I walked out on stage. It was like everything just like you're like oh clicked in. I got this, and I was like oh these people love me. <laughs> it was like I was like shimmying. I was like blowing kisses to the audience. I was pointing and winking at people. Like I don't yeah, know what took I knew over. she would be fine. <laughs> and Chris Harrison, he like flirty flirted with me a little bit. I told him I love your suit, and he said. Um, he said, I wore it for you, Lauren. And I was like, oh, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. So I told Julie and Josh I wanted two things. Mm-hmm. I wanted, the, the only two things I wanted to do on camera. I wanted to say, get it together, LT. Yes. And I wanted to say, you're killing me, Chris Harrison. Yes. And I got to do both of you those You got things. to do both of them. And one of my questions, it was, uh, oh, it was an anagram question, which I'm terrible at. Oh, yeah. And it was like, which one of these phrases oh, is yeah. an anagram of the United States of America? Yeah. And so I, I counted the A's. I was uh-huh. like, okay, there's three A's. Oh, I'm talking it through, blue, blue, blue. And then the third C, the answer for C was like problem something, something. It had and like B's and C's. And- yeah. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, there's no P in the United States of America. Get it together, LT. And then after that commercial, when the commercial break you went. You sound like an old queen. <laughs> I, I'm imagining I probably did sound like an old Get it together, LT. Get it together, LT. Everyone on set started calling me LT. <laughs> Chris Harrison started calling me LT. Stage manager started calling me LT. I went to change. They were like, wow, LT, you did a great job out there. Nice job, LT. I was suddenly LT. Yeah. It was amazing. And then I said, you're killing me, Chris Harrison, at one point. Yeah. Um, and, and then uh, you got the question. And then I got the question. And I don't remember if it was a $30,000 question or the $50,000 question. I, I think, think it was the 30. 50. Oh, it was the 30. it was the 30. So I'm doing pretty good. Like, like with, like with Julia, Julia, just like bing, bang, bing, 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 just mm-hmm. like answered questions one right after the other. And I felt like I had a similar stack and you were like, well, Chris, <laughs> I'd like to tell you why I know this is the answer. So the question was, uh, this designer who dressed, um, Audrey Hepburn for breakfast at Tiffany's was also the inventor of the little black dress. Who was it? And it was, I knew who it was before yeah. the que- the uh-huh. answers even came that up. That beautiful feeling. Yes. I was like, oh, like I suddenly was like super relaxed. I was like, I know this so well. It was Yves Saint Laurent, Christian Dior, Hubert de Givenchy, or like Oscar de la Renta. Yeah. And I said, well, <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, Chris Harrison, but, and I know we just met yesterday. <laughs> it was so perfect. <laughs> But I used to work for a fashion collection at Syracuse University. He said, ah, Syracuse University. And then we both said at the same time, go orange men. <laughs> and I said, so I happen to know that Hubert de Givenchy was the costume designer for Breakfast at Tiffany's and was actually the only designer that Audrey Hepburn wore for most of her life. So I'm going to go with C, Hubert de Givenchy. Final question. Final answer. Like I saw this question came up and I was like holding my hands together in the audience so hard because also I couldn't remember if I couldn't clap in the oh. audience because of your microphone. I didn't oh, know if it was yeah. on or not. So I was like clapping like down here <laughs> so that I wasn't clapping like oh, yeah. my neck microphone. Uh, so I was just like holding my hands. I was like, she knows this. She knows this. She knows this. It was amazing. Yeah. So I got 50000 I got to yeah, the $50,000. got to $50,000. And I screamed. 
I screamed. All right, I'm going to pull myself away from the microphone okay. when I do this. It wasn't like a, like a yay scream. <laughs> it was like a panic, like, <laughs> like it was, it was like, <laughs> it was like someone was murdering me. My face. <laughs> Can't wait to see I it on television. I cannot wait to see it on television. I didn't get to see. We didn't get to see each other's faces. Yeah, exactly. Because our backs were to each other. Exactly. So I screamed like, and the and the screen is the side like yeah. your entire periphery yeah. and central vision, mm-hmm. and the the number fifty thousand like explodes and onto the screen with and fireworks, and you just lose your yeah. shit. Yep. So then I got a hundred thousand dollar question. It was Again, my free guess. You can guess. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Julie and I, I will tell you had the exact same run. Basically. I yeah. used both of my um, two mm-hmm. lifelines on one question mm-hmm. because I didn't trust the audience. Mm-hmm. And then I used you for the $100,000 mm-hmm. question. And my $100,000 question was Ugh. the U.S. Census is run by what department of the government? Yeah. And by what was, cabinet department? By what cabinet department? Yeah. It was commerce. Uh, interior health and human services or treasury. Yeah. And I brought you down and we did a little bantery banter. Yeah. And the way you were talking, I was like, oh, she knows this. <laughs> but neither one of us knew and no. we guessed health and human services and because it's a hundred thousand. It has human in it the name. It has human in the name, Chris Harrison. And uh, it turns out it's commerce, but neither Which, one of us would yeah, have gotten we it. Have said that. And I think th- we shouted at each other when we found out it was commerce. <laughs> you yelled at me I'm so sorry. And I yelled at you. I'm so glad I didn't get the hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like, I'm so glad that we had the exact same run. Do you have any idea? Like I came here, I going into it. I was like, I hope I get $5,000. I can pay off my credit card and I can pay off my car. That'd be great. Yeah. $5,000. That's more money than I have ever had at one time. Great. $50,000. Stop it. And we kept telling each other for the rest, like for the remainder of the week, we'd text each other and say, do you know we just won $100,000 between the two of us in Las Vegas? <laughs> we did penny slots once. Once we each put a dollar into a slot machine. Yeah. We lost 80 cents. I lost 90 cents. And, uh, and that, all right, that was we it. That. Yeah. We ate a wonderful burger at oh. Gordon Ramsay's. Oh, we went to Gordon Ramsay's burger. It was delicious. We ate at Moderano's. Oh, can we tell you? Yo, cuz. Yo, cuz. There is a... <laughs> There's a restaurant called Moderano's in the, is, was it in Paris? In, it was in Paris. Yeah. It was in the Paris hotel. This guy, he's from Philly. This guy. What was his name? Anthony? Was he Anthony Moderano? Steve Moderano. And he has a tattoo that says Yoka's and his eyes are too small for his head. And uh, he makes his waiters and staff people wear um, like, like cheap extras in a bad uh, like mafia movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the food was delicious. Food was delicious. Oh, it was so good. I got a big thing of pasta because I was starving to death because I hadn't eaten anything all day. Yeah. Taking peanuts like pills, <laughs> sucking them down. It was so good. And then we took the red eye back to Rochester. Yeah. We're anyway. never taking a red eye again. No, we are not. That was terrible. That can be off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was torturous. Yeah. So, I mean, I highly recommend auditioning for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. If only to meet these great people. Like, yeah. everyone was so nice. And, like, and it was nice, like, the next day when we were back, it, like, they remembered us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Blah, hey, blah, blah, I remember blah, you. How you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, th- and that was nice. They didn't have to be as nice as they were. Yeah. I mean, especially since they churned through so yeah. many people over the course of four months for taping. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so nice that they remember us even from day to day. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was, it was great. We had so much fun. I would do it again. Yeah. So I think our tips are, if you get called to be on a game show, you don't have to stress out. It'll be fine. Don't stress They'll out. Help. It they will be They want you great. to win. They want you to be successful. Mm-hmm. They'll talk you through stuff. They'll let you practice. Yep. And if, and, and we got to hand out a bunch of business cards <laughs> for misinformation. They did not let us promote yeah. anything. So we could not promote the podcast, mm-hmm. but we did, you know, we put a little winky wink in there. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we have a trivia podcast. Chris Harrison, you should listen. I seriously considered bringing a a business card and like Onto slipping stage it and, and like just like pulling s- it out of your bra. Well, like slipping it into his pocket while I was shaking his hand, kind of thing. Like, oh, it's so nice to meet you, and then boop, slip. But I don't think I I don't have the sleight of hand necessary. I would accidentally like flick it into <laughs> his eyeball pick, or something. Uh, you don't have that pickpocket. I don't skill. have that pickpocket skill. Yeah. Oh man. So that's our yeah, story. Yeah, that's our story. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, let us know if you have any questions about our experience yeah and you should try out next year you should try out next year and we're definitely going to for both julia and my episodes um we're gonna put out the link for it yeah so that even our international friends can yes. watch us yeah it's gonna be so exciting so we can't wait to see ourselves oh yeah we're gonna have a viewing party we should have a viewing party mm. that would be super fun even if it's just the four of us just watching it on tv so um, well, uh, thank you for listening, you guys, Where, whenever you're listening. Yeah, whenever this is. And, in the uh, future. You're in the future. Oh, man. This is so How weird. How is it out there? I'm so old now. I've aged considerably. <laughs> now that I have all this money, yeah. I just <laughs> <laughs> had my nose done and I don't look the same. <sighs> all right. Um, thanks for listening, you guys. And we will catch you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Hi guys. Hi, we're coming to you from the present. It's the present. We we didn't listen to what you just listened to in the present yet. So, so this, this is, is fun. This will be new. But we us. decided that, you know, we should you just listen to our whole tale of Vegas and who wants to be a millionaire. So we decided to give you a quiz on Las Vegas. So here we go. Question one. What singer, the youngest of 14 children and a winner of Eurovision, went on to claim the number one and number two highest grossing concert residencies of all time? Not bad for someone who didn't speak English until age 20. Question two. Britney Jean Spears performed 248 shows of her popular concert from 2013 to 2017. At which Vegas resort and casino, formerly the Aladdin, did Britney, piece of me, bank $137 million? Question three. From 2004 to 2009, Elton John's residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace grossed $169 million over the course of 248 shows. What was the name of this residency, of which a limited edition replica could be purchased from Yamaha? Question 4. In between her 2012 Dance Again World Tour and her 2019 It's My Party, the Live Celebration Tour, this triple threat managed to fit in a three-year Vegas residency titled All I Have. She performed 120 shows and took the spot for top residency by a Latin artist. Name that entertainer. Question 5. 
more about money than Vegas. It's not only dead presidents who grace our currency. According to the Treasury Department, three men who were never president of the United States have appeared on official U.S. Federal Reserve notes standardized in 1929. We all know Alexander Hamilton is on the $10 bill and Benjamin Franklin is on the 100. But which other man who was Secretary of Treasury under President Lincoln, among other jobs, is on the $10,000 bill? Question number six. The giant lion outside the MGM Grand is the largest sculpture in the country made of what shiny alloy? Question number seven. He didn't pull out a sword, but he did get rich. The largest sum ever won on the Las Vegas slots was at this casino by a 39-year-old software engineer in 2003. Question number eight. True or false, the Luxor Las Vegas Sphinx is larger than the original. Question number nine. It's a real city of oasis in a desert state, but what is the name of the desert that, the, that Las Vegas is located in? And finally, question number 10. Known as Mr. Showmanship and the Glitter Man, this flawless and fabulous pianist was a staple of Las Vegas up until his untimely death in 1987. Who was this marvelous musician? We'll give you a minute to think, and we'll be back with answers. This is great. All right. Question one. What singer, the youngest of 14 children and a winner of Eurovision, went on to claim the number one and number two highest grossing concert residencies of all time? Not bad for someone who didn't speak English until age 20. Was that the Donka Shane guy? No. No? Oh, God. Uh, then I don't know. I said a winner of Eurovision. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't remember that you episode. Do. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Who is he? Celine Dion. Oh, my God. I was thinking it was male. Why did I think it was a male person? I don't know. I do not know why you would think of that. With her, it is Celine Dion. With her chest punching. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Celine. We love According you. to Billboard, Celine Dion's A New Day from 2003 to 2007 is the most successful concert residency of all time, grossing over $385 million. Oh, my God. Adjusted in 2019 dollars to $465.2 million. It also drew nearly 3 million people to 717 shows. And the second highest grossing residency is also Celine Dion what? with Celine from 2011 Celine. to 2019 with $245 million. That's amazing. I can't like she needs more money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's so destitute. She's yeah. like, oh man, I better do the 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 Vegas residency. Yeah. Youngest of fourteen children. 
I think I knew that. Like, I yeah. watched her behind the music. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Question two. Britney Jean Spears performed 248 shows of her popular concert from 2013 to 2017. At which Vegas resort and casino, formerly the Aladdin, did Britney, piece of me, bank $137 million? Um, I, uh, is it? We, we were there. We've been there. Oh, is it the Hard Rock? No. No. Um, is it the uh, Paris? No. Uh, is it? Oh God, <laughs> I'm running out of the casinos. Um, was it? Mm, uh, Bally's? No, no. Oh, then what is it? Planet Hollywood. Oh, Planet Hollywood. Damn it! <laughs> it used to be the Aladdin. Oh, okay. Um, and that's the fourth highest grossing residency of all time. Oh, man. Uh. Question three. From 2004 to 2009, Elton John's residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace grossed $169 million over the course of 248 shows. What was the name of this residency, of which a limited edition replica could be purchased from Yamaha? Is it like Piano Man or something like that? The, Close. the Rocket Man? Uh, the man with the piano. Um, uh, Rocket L Rock. You're very close. Uh, Benny and the Jets. Um, piano, the, the blank piano, the sequin piano, the gilded piano, the silver piano, the, br- <laughs> I don't know what is that? I'm so bad. The, the red piano. The red piano. I don't think yeah. I've heard of that. So, um, it was originally scheduled to be 75 shows over three years, but he did it for longer. Um, the show was replaced by Cher's Cher at the Coliseum and Bette Midler's The Showgirl Must Go On. Um, Elton John's second Vegas residency in the Million Dollar Piano ran from 2011 to 2018 and is the fifth highest grossing one of all time. Oh my gosh. Uh, question four. In between her 2012 Dance Again World Tour and her 2019 It's My Party, the live celebration tour, this triple threat managed to fit in a three-year Vegas residency titled All I Have. She performed 120 shows and took the top, the spot for top residency by a Latin artist. Name that entertainer. Uh, man. Is it um, uh, Gloria Stefan? No. No. Is it? Um, so she's touring actively right now. J-Lo? Yeah. Oh, really? J-Lo. Yes. 120 shows at Planet Hollywood from 2016 to 2018. Hmm. Yep. And question five. It's not only dead presidents who grace our currency. According to the Treasury Department, three men who were never POTUS have appeared on official U.S. Federal Reserve notes standardized in 1929. We all know Alexander Hamilton is on the $10 bill and Benjamin Franklin is on the 100. But which other man who was Secretary of the Treasury under President Lincoln, among other jobs, is on the $10,000 bill? You named the two that I knew uh-huh. <laughs> that were not presidents that were on the money. So I, and also I haven't had, despite how much money we both won, I have not <laughs> ever. Did not get it? I, have not, I did not get bill. it in $10,000 no. bills. So who is this person? His name is Salmon P. Chase. Salmon, like the fish? Like the fish. Salmon P. Chase. Salmon P. Chase. So he was secretary of the treasury under, under Lincoln. Um, he was in the enviable position of designing the original U.S. $1 bill in 1862. So he put himself on it. Sure. Because he wanted to be president and he figured that having his face in popular currency would be like killer buzz marketing. Oh, yeah. And obviously that didn't pan out. Um, in 1869, George Washington replaced 
chase on our $1 notes. But when the Treasury started issuing the new $10,000 bills in 1928, they put Chase's portrait on the obverse to honor the man who helped to introduce modern banknotes. So he appeared on the $10,000 bill, the largest denomination of the U.S. currency to publicly circulate. The bill was last printed in 1945. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So as of 2009, there are still 336 Ten thousand dollar bills, which have not yet been returned to the treasury for destruction. Oh my gosh! So could be someone's got it. Someone could be in your attic. Could be in your under your grandma's mattress. Oh my goodness! I doubt that. The Salmon Tegla- P. Chase. Salmon P. Chase. Yeah, the Teglaferos are not rich people <laughs> historically, <laughs> so I doubt that. But good to know. Yeah, interesting. Okay, question number six. The giant lion outside of the MGM Grand is the largest sculpture in the country made of what shiny alloy? Ah, Aluminum? No. Alloy. Bronze. Yes. Bronze. Bronze is copper and tin alloy. Um, Just an FYI. I always forget which, like, which, what the combinations are that make things. Oh, yeah, me too. I literally had to look that up on my phone before I started answering this question. I know you guys can't see that, but it's true. And you know what? We're about transparency here. (laughs) We're about transparency here at misinformation. Um, Question number six. Question number seven. He didn't pull out a sword, but he did get rich. The largest sum ever won on the Las Vegas slots was at this casino by a 39-year-old software engineer in 2003. Excalibur. It was Excalibur. Um, this guy put $100 on the Megabucks slot machine and won $39.7 million. Oh, my gosh. Um, he beat the odds at the time of 1 in 16.7 million. I bet he doesn't have to be a software engineer anymore. And no. Uh, his money was paid out in 25 annual installments of $1.5 million. That's crazy. Uh, question number eight. True or false, the Luxor Las Vegas Sphinx is larger than the original. I'm going to say true. True, it is 101 feet high, while the real Sphinx of Giza is 66 feet high. Wow. Yeah, so it's like significantly wow. taller. Yeah. They were like, this isn't that big. Let's make it <laughs> bigger. Okay, question number nine. It's a real city of oasis in a desert state, but what is the name of the desert that Las Vegas is located in? I have I have Mojave stuck in my head, but I don't think that's right. No, you are correct. <laughs> it is the Mojave Desert. Good for you. Okay, and finally... Question number 10, known as Mr. Showmanship and the Glitter Man, this flawless and fabulous pianist was a staple of Las Vegas up until his untimely death in 1987. Who was this marvelous musician? This is Liberace. It was Liberace. He was born Waju Valentino Liberace, also known as Walter. Um, He was the son of Italian and Polish immigrants and a child piano prodigy. Uh, from the 1950s to the 1970s, at the peak of his fame, he was the highest paid entertainer in the world. That's bananas. Which is so crazy. And he had his own TV show. Oh my gosh, right. He toured all over the place. He had two Las Vegas residencies. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then he died of pneumonia from uh, as complications of AIDS in the yeah. 80s. It's terrible. So um, on that note. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we said all we had to say yeah. in the, our previous segment, so I guess we can just say goodbye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was your bonus, your bonus, bonus content. Quiz. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.